0: going on, guys. This is Gary. Uh, Josh is not going to make it today. He's actually uh, trying out for his high school team So, as an 8th grader, which is actually uh, pretty respectable. So I give that boy a lot of credit, Um, and I think he's going to do great. Um, But hope everybody's doing well. Hope everyone survived game week 22. Uh, Relatively unscathed. Saw, Saw a very mixed bag. Uh, results. Some people did really, really well. Others um, did not. You know, some players that you'd normally expect to really produce, like Aubameyang and Aguero and Hazard to a large extent, Richarlison, you know, a lot of Kane, a lot of disappointment as far as those players go. Um, And we'll talk about some of them in a moment. But quick recap of game week 22. The average was 49 points. The high was 111. And I believe that the manager of the high score team made something like nine transfers and I think negative 32 uh, point hit. So again, sometimes people play just for the high score of a day within a game week or for the game week as a whole. So they're obviously not concerned about overall score. And in fact, they may have a couple of accounts and one being the team to try to get that daily or game week high. And then another that is focused purely on overall score. But I think most of us are focused on overall score. So um, we will continue to talk as if that uh, assumption is correct. Let's see. Um, We had... So we had somewhere between that 49 and 111 points. We had 57. Not great, but not too bad, considering Aguero was really not a factor whatsoever. He came on late in the game, had eight points. Really thought that the way Man City were playing, say between minutes, uh, let's see, uh, 70 to 80 or so, they put a ton of pressure down in Wolves' box um, and just kept firing and firing. De Bruyne got one, so it was an own goal, um, so he got the assist on that, but it was all lar- due largely to him. Um, but uh, Patricio had some nice saves, and I uh, was thinking Aguero was going was gonna to knock one in just because of the momentum that Man City had, but unfortunately did not turn out that way. Uh, we saw a small green arrow, so no matter how big or small – always nice to see those green arrows come. So we will take them all, the, all day, every day. Um, all right, game week 23. Let's just get into this um, because there are some pressing issues at hand that we need to address. All right. First up, let us talk about our team. Um, we'll do this quickly so we can get into all the other stuff. In goal is our starting eleven. Gabionski in goal, three defenders. So we're playing a 3-4-3. Uh, defensively, Alonso, Digne, and Doherty. And I know we're gonna talk about Alonzo in a minute. Um, in the midfield R four R Sala, Sterling, Richarlison, and Pereira. Most likely will Captain Salah. No reason to see why we wouldn't. Made the mistake of not doing that. Captain Hazard this past weekend and got burned for it. Could have done better had we chosen Mo. Um, We almost chose Aguero, so really happy we didn't do that. Uh, And then the three out front, Jimenez, Rashford, and the aforementioned Aguero. On the bench, we have Rui Patricio, Camarasa, one, Basaka, and TAA. And we will talk about Alexander Arnold in more detail in a moment as well. Um, what we did to assemble this team, we, we dropped Schmeichel. We had Schmeichel in, we played our wild card last weekend, um, or last week. We brought in Schmeichel just for the weekend, knowing full well that we were going to bring Fabianski back onto our team. Thought Schmeichel had a really strong chance. At a clean sheet, and that ended really quickly uh, on a penalty kick. So um, you know, should have just stuck with Fabianski. This is a game of just do the simple stuff. Stick with what you know works, even if West Ham are facing Arsenal. Look at what happened, right? So um, you know, should have just stuck with with Fabianski all along. But he is back on our squad. He's starting for us. Um, And we also were going to take a four-point hit. We brought in Sterling in place of Hazard. Just don't feel like um, we can rely on Hazard for consistency at all. We've talked about him being hot and cold. Um, You just never know with him. At least Sterling's having a good season. And he's playing on a team that is just racking up goals. So even if it's not goals for him necessarily, he's involved Uh, a lot more times than not in the goal scoring somehow. So I think we'll be better off with Raz instead of Has as far as that goes. Um, Injuries and unavailabilities. These are the big things here. Okay. First up, Kane. All right. So we posted not too long ago on Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer. Follow us. Like us. Spread the word to your friends. Trying to hit that 26,000 follower mark. We're so close. So let's let's push it over the edge um, by the end of January, if we can. That'd be great. Um, So Kane just announced, um, as we're recording this, um, that he has ligament damage in his injured ankle, which means that um, he'll probably be out until mid-March. Team is saying that he'll be back in training in... Early March, so that just means getting back up to fitness, putting some real weight on his ankle, and things like that. So um, assume mid-March, maybe even a later, you know, second half of the month uh, for March of him making a comeback. So that's a pretty extended period of time. Not good for Spurs uh, for sure in their run. Uh, Really hurts them quite a bit. And of course, if you own him on your FPL team, it has its own set of challenges, which we'll talk about here. Um, So in terms of options, first off, go to Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram. Click on our Insta stories and you will see a post there that will link you to a great article. Once again, we collaborated with um, FPL Football Advice and you can check out this article either through our Insta stories or go to footballadvice.co.uk and you will find a lot of analysis and options and perspectives presented on the Kane situation. We wrote this before we knew how far he was going to be out, but all of this still applies just as well, if not even more. Um, You will also find some other Game Week 23 related um, conversation In there as well. So it's a good read. Uh, We're proud of it, and uh, we've gotten a lot of good feedback from you guys as well uh, through Instagram um, that you guys are finding it useful. It looks like we are getting a ton of click throughs. So again, go to Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram, hit our Insta stories, and uh, you'll see a little button that you can press for see more, and that will take you directly to this article. And uh, we hope that you find it useful. Uh, But some highlights from that article that we wrote. Um, The best in-form striker options right now are Aguero. And yes, I consider him in-form. Didn't play. He's been sick. um, But last time we saw him, I believe he scored a goal. um, And he's just a great player. And Man City, as an attacking unit, are just on fire. So um, Aguero is always a good bet. And he'll be well-rested, which will be nice. Um, Rashford on fire, team is on fire, fixtures are about as good as they can ask for, um, so he has a fantastic option, and he's much cheaper than Kane, so you can use that money to reinvest elsewhere, upgrade other parts of your team, really build that midfield up, for instance, um, and Bobby Firmino, to some extent, um, also an option there, um, and then Jimenez, of course, so here's the thing, Um, A lot of people, a lot of managers just naturally think, well, if I've got a 12 point something million dollar or pound um, striker that's injured and out, I need to replace him with another high priced premium striker. Not the case. Rashford is in the sevens and um, he's killing it producing more than, than most of these, um, at least recently, uh, than these premium price strippers. So why not do that? You could actually uh, get almost two really, you could almost get a Jimenez in a Rashford, not quite, um, but just for the price of cane. So um, don't let the premium price on cane steer you in a direction just because it sounds like the right thing to do. It, might not be. And in this case, it probably isn't. Although Aguero is a good choice. Rashford, if we had to pick, Rashford gets our nod of the group we just read off. Um, Let's see. We talked about you can reinvest in your team and Lord knows everybody has other places that they could tend to improve things and upgrade. So this is actually, see this as an opportunity, not as a loss because everybody's basically on the same playing field as far as this goes, right? Um, So, you know, a lot of ownership of Kane, or formerly. um, So, you know, it's not like just you are disadvantaged. A lot of people are. This is a really good opportunity to sort of rework your team. A lot of people still have their wild card. If you want to take this as an opportunity to rework your entire squad, go for it. Um, Let's see. I'm guessing that Llorente will fill... Kane's void for now be interesting to see if Spurs uh, go out and get anybody during the this transfer window so I'm sure the plan was not to they didn't get anybody over the summer so the team was playing well um, you know in really good form why bother getting someone this month but now this is a big hit and to attempt to maintain maybe not grow their position, but at least to maintain, I think they're going to need to get someone of a higher caliber than your Rente. At least you need some depth there at the very least. So this will be interesting to see what Poch does. Uh, We mentioned up top, we are going to go with Jimenez Rashford and Aguero. We never had Kane almost brought him in, but now glad that we didn't. Um, Next up, so that's Kane. Next up is Alexander Arnold. This injury originally reported as a month that he'd be out. Now reports are saying uh, maybe as little as two weeks, so between two weeks and a month. This is a lot more manageable than Kane's is. Uh, Some similar, if you're looking to replace, some similarly priced options, and we're not going to hit all of them, but here are some that, that stick out for good reasons. Dinier, Pereira, Doherty, Wan-Bissaka, Keane, and Chilwell. Of the lot, we like Doherty and Digne the best, um, and probably in that order. Excellent long-term fixtures for Wolves. Of course, we know what Doherty's capable of doing um, from an attacking standpoint, and Wolves can get the occasional clean sheet too, without a doubt. Um, and as far as Everton go, they have a strong sort of more midterm set of fixtures, but Dinier of the two is more informed than Doherty, Um, but Everton have a a little bit of a tougher schedule than Wolves do, but I don't think you can go wrong with either. Chances are you own one or the other. Great opportunity to get whichever you don't have. Um, Honestly, either player is a good choice. Um, Could... See, maybe getting Gomez, Matip, or Moreno. Uh, if you want to keep a Liverpool defender, he's, you know, at the 5.2 million pound price tag for uh, Alexander Arnold, which is probably going to drop pretty quickly, I'm sure. Um, you know, you don't have a whole lot of choices. Van Dijk, uh, Laverne's injured, of course, um, and um, And Robertson are definitely outside of that price range. So keep an eye to see, you know, between Gomez, Matip um, and uh, Moreno, who might fill that spot uh, vacated by Alexander Arnold. Now, another option is not to replace him. Right. Um, This could only be two weeks. It might be a month, could be two weeks. But if you've been doing what we've been talking about all along of bolstering your bench, not investing a ton of money in it, but enough for emergencies like this, then you're all set. And that's what we're doing. We're benching Alexander-Arnold. You know, we've got enough good players that we can pull from our bench that we're not really worried about this at all. Um, You know, it may force a change of formation for some managers, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. So look and see. You do not have to replace him with another defender. If you've got three other defenders that you really like on your team already, then maybe you sub in a midfielder from your bench that you like and you change your shape a little bit. You definitely have options as far as... This one is definitely not as, um, as critical as if you own Kane, for sure. So don't do... Uh, a knee-jerk transfer just because you think you have to. This is one where think through things, think through scenarios a little bit because this may not be um, a necessity to use a free transfer on the Alexander-Arnold situation. Hmm. Uh, Son, Sonny is a uh, concern for his owners because he's away at the Asian Cup now um, after the Man U match left to go play with South Korea, um, who, if they make it you know, into the finals of the tournament, uh, he'll be back on February 10th, which is game week 26. It's a home game against Leicester City. Um, but who knows? He may not be reintegrated back into the team right away um, if he's exhausted and, and maybe needs to be rested. Okay. Um, options as far as he goes. We've, we posted, we actually created a post this morning, we're recording this on Tuesday morning, uh, the 15th, and we put a lot of options on Instagram, so go check that out, it's two pages worth of potential options as far as he goes. So all the details are there, but a couple of highlights of potential replacements include, and again, this is within his price range, so, uh, his price range or lower, let's just say, because most managers are maxed out, um, you know, and have zero or maybe 0.1 million pounds to spend. So we'll just assume that everyone's in that situation. Uh, options. Fraser hasn't been playing great lately, and Bournemouth have uh, not a great set of fixtures ahead, but, you know, he does play well and he's cheap. Um, Pogba, really great option. Fantastic form. Same stuff as Rashford. Fantastic form. Uh, involved in a lot of the goals scored and certainly involved in the attack. Critical piece of that. And the menu fixtures coming up and just the team form in general. Um, he is probably your best replacement for Son, quite honestly, if you don't already have him. Uh, Pogba's teammate Lingard, also a good option and a bit cheaper. Both Bilva and Dilva. Uh, Bilva a bit cheaper than Dilva, but both of them, very good options on a, um, a much improved Manchester City team. And then Willian, uh, Willian inconsistent, has been getting a lot of playing time under Sari, which is good. Uh, you saw in their game over the weekend, what against Newcastle, what they are capable of doing. Um, you know, that goal that he scored was, that Hazard got the assist on, was, was absolutely lovely. So that's what William is capable of doing. Um, he just doesn't do it all the time or regularly enough to warrant him. But if you got a good feeling about him and you have all these other players, then, then go get him. Um, and then, of course, if you want to stick with a Spurs player, I'm guessing Mora will see a lot more playing time now that Sonny is out for a bit. And same sort of thing here that we talked about with Alexander-Arnold. If your bench is good enough, stick them on the bench. Stick them in that third – same for Alexander Arnold. Stick them in that third uh, bench spot so that they're not accidentally getting auto-subbed on for any reason. Uh, and just hold on to them. Yes, his price is going to drop. But as soon as he's back, his price is going to go back up. So don't worry so much about squad value. You have a, a better reason um, – in terms of holding on to him. So don't get caught up in it if it doesn't make sense for you. It's that simple. Um, a lot of people get so caught up in, oh, the price is about to drop or the price is about to go up and everybody's transferring out this player and I, I got to do the same without really thinking through. Does this even make sense? Because a lot of stuff is in FPL is just bandwagon, quite honestly. Um, you know, trust your own gut. That's, in our experience, that's always the best way. Yes, you will make some bad decisions. Um, And it's not because you're dumb or because you don't know what you're doing. It's because this is all a guess, right? You're just trying to make the best guess available, but it's all a guess. You never know how one player is going to perform week to week. You know, people say that, oh, for sure, uh, you know, this player isn't going to start this weekend. He's going to get rotated when, in fact, oh, he started, he played well, and he scored. Um, Or I know for sure this player is going to score at least two this game and then uh, blanks. So people don't know anything. They're hoping for it, but, um, you know, just do your assessment. We're here to help. DM us. Uh, We try to post things that will help you know, inform and sort of empower and enable you to make some of these decisions. But um, the worst thing you can do is get caught up in all the commotion and just sort of follow suit just because everybody else is headed in that direction. Um, Let's see, okay. A note on injuries and other absences, as we mentioned, they don't always have to result in transfers. keep talking about a good bench, and there's a reason for that. You saw it over the holiday um, uh, insanity of, you know, whatever it was, uh, four games in two weeks for each team. <clears throat> we just threw another, went through another little bit of a spell where a lot of teams played, um, you know, a few games in a maybe even shortened time frame. So, Uh, There's a lot going on, and a bench is important. Um, Some other notes. All right. Etheridge. Here's one of those bandwagon things that we're talking about. Yes, he has made some penalty saves, and yes, he has had some clean sheets, but at the end of the day, this is Cardiff, and nothing against Cardiff, but they're a newly promoted team, and they're just not as strong defensively as some of uh, the more incumbent teams are. So, you know, for his price tag, um, there are other options. And I've even seen teams who have maybe Allison or Kepa as a goalkeeper and then Etheridge as a backup. And to me, uh, you know, Ederson, Kepa, and Allison, especially those three, um, and maybe Loris, probably Loris. Um, are set and forget. So why bother wasting? You could save, you know, point five, point six. Um, you don't need Etheridge. You could put that money towards, at the very least, improving a defender. Um, because half a million is a lot as far as defenders go. You know, maybe just what you need. <clears throat> so not saying to get rid of him, but um, you know, it's. He's just not Allison um, or or any of those premium goalkeepers. Yes, he has more points right now, but all things will, you know, over time things have a way of evening out. So um, just, just be aware that at some point, um, you know, he may start slipping and, and you may not be getting the points uh, per match that you, you once had with Etheridge. I think he's just a very big emotional Uh, bandwagon sort of um, acquisition right now. All right. Next up, Aguero and Jesus. (sighs) Knew this was going to happen. You know, uh, Jesus played well in, what was it? FA Cup, I believe it was. Recently scored a few, which is great. Um, You know, played a a lower league team. Um, You know, still nice to score and he's playing well. No nothing against him whatsoever. He's just not Aguero. Um, You know, Aguero was ill. So Jesus starts um, in the last game of week 22 at home against Wolves. And all of a sudden, all of the, I told you so's, um, you know, Aguero has been relegated to the bench. Jesus is the new uh, starter up at striker. That's not the case. You know, Pep even came out with some quotes that uh, the team tweeted that just said, you know, with the amount of games that Man City had going on, he wanted to make sure that players were rotated to be rested. Other players were rotated to give them minutes and experience. And that's exactly what this was. Plus, Aguero coming off a, a really bad flu, apparently. So I fully expect Aguero to, to continue to be the number one at striker for the team. And um, I believe that we will see him this weekend. And I believe he's going to put up some good points. He's going to be super well-rested. And now now has a little bit of fire behind him, right? Uh, Jesus wasn't really a concern up until this point. Now he is a little bit, but definitely don't go out and get Jesus. Um, I'm sure he'll be one of the most transferred in players, and I think that is a very big mistake. I'd want to have to see him start for at least two more games um, to get a sense or have Pep come straight out and say, Jesus is our new starter, um, and and Aguero will back him up, um, but I, I don't see that being the case. Alonzo, Hazard, Richarlison, and Anderson. Not a whole lot of production from these guys recently. Hazard a little bit more than the other three, um, but haven't been really thrilled with Alonzo, Richarlison, and Anderson especially. Um, just not producing, you know, and that's okay. Uh, you know, players go through dry spells, you know, Richarlison and Anderson, for the most part, have produced quite well, especially for their price points. So not really going to hate on them a whole lot. Alonzo's a different story. You know, he's one of those players, I think Richarlison is too, where it's like, okay, one more week, I'm going to give him one more try. And then, you know, that all of a sudden, that's, you know, seven or eight weeks later, and he still hasn't done squat. So um, we're not going to transfer Alonzo out right now purely because we don't want to take another hit, but we do see ourselves uh, transferring him out and doubling up on a Liverpool defense. Um, we already have Alexander Arnold. We're not going to get rid of him, as we mentioned, and we'll bring on Robertson most likely. Um, <clears throat> Richarlison and Anderson, little different story because at their price points, there's not as many great options available. You could go lower and grab someone like a Camarasa and invest that money. You know, maybe you've been looking to get uh, Salah into your team, and, and this is the way to do it. Um, you know, trade down Richarlison or Anderson and use that money to uh, to finally fund um, a transfer in of Salah. So. Totally get it if you do that. But I don't know. I I think that especially Richarlison is worth you know, quote unquote one more week because Everton just have such good fixtures for the next few weeks. And it's just hard to pass that up because if and when he does find his form, um, you know, there's a lot of points that could come on the the heels of that. So that's that's what we're hoping for, at least. Um if you are looking to get rid of any of these guys, Alonzo to Robertson, as we as we mentioned, is a, is a really good uh, move. Hazard, I would say to either Sterling or if you can fund it to um, Salah, Sané, another good one right now. Um, and then if you're going to get rid of either Richarlison or Anderson, maybe Martial or uh, Bernardo Silva are good options as far as that goes. It uh, was good to see De Bruyne back. Uh, not ready to to say get him just yet, Um, although he did look good. And uh, I would imagine once he has his first start and full game, you know, say 80 to 90 minutes, then it's time. You know, as long as he passes the eye test, it's time uh, to bring that lad back in. All right, we've covered a lot of stuff. So we've just got a couple more quick things to say. One of them are captain options. For Game Week 23, here's who we suggest Aguero, Sala, Rashford, Pogba, Sterling, Sane, or Erickson. Of the bunch, I think, hmm, Rashford, Sala, and Aguero, and, well, actually, they're all good. Uh, Sane and Erickson, quite honestly, are probably the least good, but they're still good options by, you know, just a hair. So, um, you know, Go with what you think is going to be the best. You know, if you like a certain player at home, you know, Salah's playing home, I think, against Crystal Palace. Uh, He's been a little quiet lately, and Liverpool need to maintain that points advantage over Man City, so expect him to be very actively involved in that attack. So I like him as our captain for Game Week 23. Uh, The FDRs, the fixture difficulty ratings, rankings, uh, for the next three game weeks for all 20 teams are posted at Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram. Check that out. Helps for planning purposes for sure. You will see that there's probably six or seven teams that have a really good uh, outlook over the next three weeks, couple, maybe two weeks, but a lot at three weeks, um, Manchester United being one of them. So expect uh, their form to continue. Um, remember to go to our Insta story about Kane and some other Game Week 23 Benta um, at Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram. Um, Follow us, share us, subscribe to us, all that good stuff, especially on Instagram. We're trying to get to 26,000. And let's see. um, And, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you very much. Please subscribe to it on iTunes if you haven't already. If you have, thank you so much. Um, we do appreciate it. You know, we don't make any money off of this or do anything, but it's nice to just see, um, that, that people are enjoying it. People are finding it useful, you know, entertaining all that good stuff. So it just, you know, it, uh, it's sort of a, a passion project for us. And it's just nice to kind of share that with, with you all. Um, and then lastly, guys, we wish you lots of points and nothing but green arrows In game week 23. So, for Josh, this is Gary saying we'll see you guys on the other side. Peace out. Bye.